This is Financial Viewpoints with Jeff Smith from The Retirement Smith. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jeff provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Financial Viewpoints with Jeff Smith. Welcome back to another episode of Financial Viewpoints with me, Jeff Smith, your host. And along with me, as always, is my co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Boom, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Nice. Yeah. I may have over-enunciated a little <laughs> bit there. You may have over-enunciated <laughs> it, and uh, I went with it with the boom, the mic drop, right? Yeah, we, we need yeah. that. That's how yep, we start We off. needed a big start to the show today because we have a lot to talk about, right? Yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed that we didn't open the show with Wellerman. Oh, the Wellerman. You know, no, we can we, we can work our yes. way into that. I I don't know if that's if we begin with that or I mean we're we just we're going to talk about the banking crisis. But you you know oh, what? Yeah. You're right. Before we get into the banking crisis, I think it's <laughs> it's important. I think it's Wellerman. Was a yeah. ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was a bully of tea. The winds blew up her bow up down oh, below my bully boys blow. <gasps> Soon may the Wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tongue is done, we'll take our leave and go. There once was a ship that put to sea. The name of the ship was a bully of tea. The winds blew up her bow up Oh, yeah. Down, oh, That's a good one. Bully boys blow. Yep. All right. <laughs> We're gonna ease right, down. I just have to catch my breath from yeah. dancing. But uh, <laughs> Jeff was dancing and singing along. Uh, oh, yep. I wish our listeners could have seen you do it. I'm yeah. glad they didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're audio only at this point. We've thought about <laughs> right. doing the video, but uh, no. One no look at my that. face, and then uh, the glare from. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> the, the skull glare, as I call it. I don't know what to call it. Oh, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Jeff. I call it the You've halo. You've got a halo. You I do. Called, I do you have do. the halo. So today, we're not just talking about sea shanties. We're talking about financial <laughs> security. And what about yes. those folks who thought they had financial security with banks? Um, some of their yeah. money is insured. Some of it may be uh, saved in a bailout. Mm -hmm. But we seem to be having a bit of a banking crisis, Jeff. Yeah, I think it 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 is, um, you know, it's... You know, I've had some time to sort of digest all this stuff. And, you know, I think it was a perfect storm out there. And um, especially specifically with, uh, you know, SVB, that bank, um, you know, I, I kind of want to put it in perspective, okay. right? Because the, the issue really is, is that, you know, with banks, you, you put your money uh, on deposit with them. And they can immediately turn around and lend that to someone else, um, a, a significant portion of that. And we don't need to get into, you know, the, the ratios. I think, you know, our heads will be spinning by the end of it if we do. But let's just take it as a, you know, an overview, right? So they take money in on deposits. They, they, uh, they trade some for themselves and then they lend it out, right? So what happened in this scenario is that they bought, a bunch of bonds that weren't in maturity, you know, before interest rates started going up. So those bonds were devalued 
when they had to cash them in to um, pay uh, the people who were making uh, withdrawals. Now, they also had a tremendous amount um, in the lending side. And uh, a lot of the businesses that they were lending to are startups. Yeah. Right. So, so, I mean, I mean, it's not, um, it's not going to be your normal, you know, retail bank that does deposits in, in lending. This was a very specific type of uh, yeah. bank. And so, so what, what the problem can be is that we start freaking yeah, out. People panic, right? People panic. And then they go, I want to take all my money out of the bank. And that's what creates the banking issue. Um, and that's what happened out there at SVB right. is that everybody saw the writing on the uh -huh. wall. They tried to pull all their money out at, at the same time and the bank just didn't right. have but it. But the bank made and some mistakes too. Issue. I mean, uh, let's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they had gone to you as a financial advisor and they said, well, I heard that bank, it wasn't even a huge bank. It went from, I mean, it was big, but it, it became the 16th largest bank, um, very quickly. Uh, and their deposits, I just read this. I made a note for the show today. Jeff, I read the deposits in SVB went from $50 billion in 2018 that they had, that mm -hmm. people had deposited into the bank to $210 billion toward the end of 2022. It reached $210 billion. So they went from $50 billion mm -hmm. to $210 billion the end of 2022. The problem, like you said, is they took that money and they put too much of it. They got rid of too much of it. Leveraged it. Uh, they leveraged mm -hmm. it and put it into long-term treasury bonds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and would you have told them to do that if they'd come to you and said, hey, we've got $210 yeah. billion dollars and we're going to put a lot of that, most of it, probably 60% to 70% in long-term treasury bonds. Do you think that's a good idea? And you would have immediately, and any financial advisor worth their salt would have said, no, that's not in your best interest, right? Right. But they yeah, did it anyway. You need some, <laughs> yeah. You need diversification. First of all, you know, in, in today's market, you know, duration is a, is a term that we use as financial advisors because of the, the flux and the, you know, the interest rate environment that we're in, you know, what duration talks about or what it speaks to is the length of time you have to hold that bond, uh, in order to, to bring it to maturity. Right. Right. So if you're buying a 20 year bond thinking that interest rates are going to stay low all the time and they go up and then your bond is devalued, the only way to to recover your, you know, your initial investment or not lose value is to hold that for 20 years. Right. Right. Because where are you going right. to sell it to? Who are you going to sell that to? If, if you have a bond that's that that you bought with a coupon of 3% and you can get, which is uh, about what they issue. got. Right. Right. Let, let's say they, <clears throat> you can get one at eight today. So who, who's going to take the 3%? Nope. No, so your bonds are worthless right? because at that point are worth uh, very little. A lot yeah, less. Because, <laughs> yeah. because the interest yeah. rates uh, went up considerably and the fed ro raised right. them again recently. So, right. so for people, you know, I always caution people, uh, you know, especially years ago under the lower interest rate environment to really pay attention to duration because, you know, we want that duration to be in the two to four year mark, not, you know, 15 to 20. 
you know, and that's that's really what, um, you know, I, I guess we're getting off on a tangent here about bonds. But the reality is, is that it played a big part in this this decline of this bank so rapidly, because in order to meet the demand of withdrawals, you got to come up with the money mm-hmm. somewhere. And if you don't, if you have it already, you know, lend it out, where are you going to go? Right. You know, so um, that's what really happens. So we, ha- you know, I think we just need to sort of put it in perspective that if you're in a retail bank and you're not in an investment bank, you're not in a bank that's dealing with startups. I, I don't think that we have as much to worry right. about as long as no one panics and starts pulling all their money out at the same yeah, time. That's the risk. That's yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like a house of cards, yeah. right? The issue really is that we should really be looking at our banking system a little bit better. Yeah. You right? think? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, uh, that's Captain Obvious yeah. talk, but the reality yeah. is, is that, you know, the amount of <laughs> frailty, so to speak, um, in the that system. Fragility. Is, yeah. Is, that's really not yeah, good. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's not, um, set up so that everybody says, I want my cash out now. And you can just, I mean, just try, just try going to the bank and saying, I want a withdrawal of, you know, $50,000. Yeah. You know, they ask you if you're being held at gunpoint. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, they make it, they make it sound like it's your, you know, you're, you're under, you know, how dare you touch your own yeah. money? Yeah. So people, you know? people out there saying, wait, I thought banks were the ultimate safety and I thought they're insured by the FDIC yeah. and they are, but only up they to are. a certain amount, right? Like two, it's to 250,000. 250,000. And a lot of, so a lot of our listeners yeah. are going, well, I, I don't have 250,000, but I bet you've had people, Jeff, come to you. Uh, when you first meet with them, uh, people who you're not working with yet, but they come to you to work with you. And when they first get to you and you talk to them, they might have everything they've got, all their savings or all their retirement money is tied up. It's all in the market or they've got it all in the bank. I mean, you've told me you've met people who have millions (laughs) of dollars in a, in one bank. Which is crazy, well, isn't it? I call that I call that the Francis syndrome. Uh, I coined that when I first met Francis, and you know he, you know he he was an amazing saver, uh-huh. right? So, but he he ended up buying like you know a series of about forty CDs, and it was all in the bank, all you know, and all significant amounts of money. And <laughs> the Francis syndrome is funny because. You know, it, it it just blew my mind when I got, you know, started unpeeling it because you have, you know, he would get 40 different checks every month and then he would go to the the competing bank and deposit those. So let's say he, you know, he had um, he had uh, 20 with one bank and 20 with sure. another. The 20 that he was getting in with, with bank A, he would take over to bank B and put on deposit. And the checks that he was getting from bank B, he would take over to bank A and put them on deposit. So um, he never really needed the money, but he didn't know what else to do. You know, I mean, that's all he knew. Yeah, a lot and, of, uh, a lot of folks, like, all they know is CDs, especially from my parents mm-hmm. and grandparents' generation. Right. And it, it became, it, they owned him. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and, I, and I, I mean, we're talking about two issues here, but the reality is, is that you know, what Tony is driving at and what I'm driving at is, you know, having a proper asset allocation model is so important, especially right now, um, especially in the environment that we're in, yeah. you know, you, you really have to have some liquidity, obviously, right? Um, you have to have some stuff that's called on risk and stuff that's off risk, right? right? So 
you know, I mean, I think just making sure that you know what the risks are for each individual right. account. So, you know, peeling back the fact that the banks are the most safe place in the world, we're just uh, having evidence uh, time and time again where, you know, the federal government has to come in and step in and deal with it. That to me is not safe. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Right? It, it it is fragile, and especially if you have more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars with one bank, that's that is ludicrous. And so, a lot of people might be saying, and I'm asking Jeff, how much should I have in the bank? So you've talked about different allocations, uh, and I know mm-hmm. you're going to say it varies uh, from person to person. But is there mm-hmm. usually a rule of thumb? I mean, basically, you just yeah. need some liquid cash, like an emergency fund, in the bank, right? Yeah, I typically look at people's individual situations, but what I mean, what I have set up for most people is that, you know, depending on what their need is on a monthly basis, I either say three months or six months of of not just bills, but expenses. Right. So if you so three you know, to six running, months of income in in the, yeah, in the so bank liquid in a savings or right. a, something you can access checking. Yeah. So if you're you know, if you have a burn rate of four thousand dollars a month you know, you're going to want to have at least 12,000, uh, or maybe $25,000, you know, liquid at all sure. time, you know, in, in, especially in this environment that we're in. And if jobs, you know, start going away, you, you have time to find it. Yeah, hopefully you can have, have to be six stressed months, out, but not out. everybody can, can make that. That uh, people might think three months of my income and savings are six months, but, uh, it is important. Uh, and I think that that makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. Um, and then you shouldn't mm-hmm. have every single penny in, in, uh, at risk either. Right? No. And that's what I talk about a lot is on risk and, and off risk. Right. So that will vary depending on people's timeline. Right. So if you're retiring in five years or if you're retiring in 30, it's going to make a difference on, on, uh, on what that on risk looks like and off risk looks like. So, you know, having a diversification, even within your portfolio, uh, not just to have it, right? So it always annoyed me to dilute a portfolio. And in, in sometimes people will will just cover it under the idea that they're diversifying. Well, that that can also die, you know, just yeah. over dilute and wash out a lot of stuff. So I think the important thing is to be specific why you're doing what you're doing. That you know, just to have you know, uncorrelated stocks is, is ridiculous, right? So you end up, if you're just sort of diversifying for the idea of, um, diversifying, then you get a mush of, of just, you know, stuff that's not cohesive, right? So the idea is to make sure that we, when you put a model together and when you put a model in your portfolio together, that every, there's a reason for it, right? So if you're, if you're looking at income, for example, you're not going to buy 100% growth stocks, right? You're not going to do that's not that's not prudent. Um, if you're looking at uh, preservation, right, of of your assets, you're not going to be in a in a growth model. You know, if you're looking for income, you're going to look at dividends, uh, preferred stocks, those types of things, bonds, um, structured notes, those types of things um, will will generate uh, income, um, provide some inherent safety. Um, and, and, you know, so just having a reason for each of that is, is absolutely paramount. And, and I think that's kind of what we're talking about today. Um, yeah, you know what, we, you know, there are going to be issues from time to time yeah. with, with company, with banks, with whatever. Um, but making sure that things are properly set up 
um, can greatly reduce the the um, the risk sure. that you're taking just from a model perspective, right? So, um, again, when I talk about you know planning, I can't overemphasize the importance of you know having a meaningful plan um, to address these types of things. And um, you know, people when they come to me, a lot of times they want to talk about stock picking. You know, and I just think it's like, uh, I don't, I don't know that we're there yet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think the issue is, um, that I think when people go to an advisor, they think that they're, they're there to, um, to day trade. Yeah. To pick right? into, to you're not a stock possible... broker that's going to sit there and pick individual stocks. You look at stocks, you look at investments, oh, of course. uh, but you, and you work with, uh, people who actively manage these portfolios. But you're looking at mm-hmm. portfolios uh, based on your clients, Direction. your clients' time mm-hmm. horizon, their goals, their risk tolerance, all these factors right. that you take into consideration. And then you look at various portfolios, but you don't play individual stocks. And even Warren Buffett says, you know, that's not a good idea. It's not timing the market. It's time in the market. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's the misconception about working with an advisor, you know, um, that, you know, and so sort of dispelling a lot of that stuff is, you know, the best thing that can happen. It's not always the most exciting thing to do is modeling stuff out, but it, it saves you a lot of, a lot of headache down yeah. the road if you do that. And, you know, you, you know, when you pick a portfolio, there's going to be, you know, there could, there's a potential that there's going to be some dogs. Yeah. Oh, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. you know, and obviously those get, those get dealt with over yep. time. Um, but it, you know, if you, you know, it, the issue is, is really that everybody thinks that when they invest in the market, they're going to make 25%, you know, and they should, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? That's what they right. think is that uh, I should be making 25. Why don't we ch- try to micromanage the stock portfolio? Well, you know, the issue with that is that it's very dangerous. It's very Right. Very and there dangerous. are money managers at the investment firms or with these portfolios that do make adjustments, but they're making minor and educated adjustments, moving things around from time mm-hmm. to time, uh, not making emotional decisions in any way, right. shape or form uh, as if yep. it were your money. If it's your money, you're going to make emotional decisions and you're not, you're not playing mm-hmm. the market. You're in it for the long term to make uh, money yeah. and for growth. And so, but 25% immediately like looking at it at the end of the year, I want to make each year 25%. That is not realistic. There's not, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, so I, I, I use this as an example, you know, when I was, you know, 300 pounds, you know, my primary that was like goal 200 was, pounds ago. Look at you. You're wasting away. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say to you earlier, Jeff, I, eat a sandwich my, for Pete's sake. I was like, they were like, uh, what are your, you know, I, I went to a, uh, I went to a personal trainer and they were like, what are your goals? And, uh, I mean, in my mind, I'm sure my wife was like, uh, not die, but, uh, but my goal was to have six pack abs. Right. So I'm, I'm sitting there at 300 pounds and my only intention was to have six pack abs. Right. And, um, I'm here to tell you that that was the wrong mindset. Um, and, and I got plenty of feedback to, to that point that it was not the right way to go. And really it is, is something that you can manage, um, 
you know, managing your weight and managing what what you eat and 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 what how you perform is way more healthy and w- way more attainable than just having that singular focus of getting six pack abs. It may be a it may be a catalyst to work out, right? It may be a catalyst to try to do better. Um, and much like stock picking, you know, if your goal is to make as much money, uh, uh, you know, as possible, I don't know that you're willing to do that. Yeah. Right. So I wasn't willing to, to eat, you know, 800 calories a day and work out for three hours, you know, cause that's what it takes to get six yeah. pack abs. And I have a full-time job and kids and you know, the whole bit. So it is, it is an accumulation of choices that we make on a daily basis that matter. And, um, and over time that does develop, right? So, you know, um, when I started to see abs for the first time, uh, it wasn't, you know, two weeks after I started working <laughs> no. out. Right. So, I mean, the, the reality is, is that, you know, when you build these things, you've got to, you, you know, you focus, you do the right things and then you make minor adjustments. But there are ways to have financial security. And that's what you've been talking about throughout the show. You know, step one, get that emergency fund set. Once you do that, work mm-hmm. with a financial services professional to get your assets properly allocated, right? That's right. I mean, do- once you get that emergency fund, the first dollar needs to be working for you, yep. right? It, that, those, those, that money that follows that has to be working Has to for be you. earning and, and working, know, yes. Yeah, I always, ta- I always think about, you know, when, you, when you're putting money away, um, you know, and, and, and this sort of came to me, uh, since I've been doing it for so long, but the reality is, is that, you know, you, you're going to be paying an employee that doesn't work until you're about 65. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, but that job is really crucial yeah. that for that six, you know, that person at age, at your age, 65, that's when they have to start working. So you, you know, it sometimes is painful because you, you want to throw money at, at productive employees yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but if you, if you view your IRA or you view your annuity, you, you view your life insurance, you view your, you know, Roth as an employee that needs to be paid. Um, it takes on a whole different meaning or a different perspective. That's a, good, because, that's a great analogy yeah. or a good viewpoint, a good way to look at it, to motivate yourself. Absolutely. Cause it, it's job starts when you, when you retire. Yeah. And, um, and so keeping that in mind saying, I got to feed that, I got to feed it. I got to feed it. I got to feed it because it requires it. And, um, and you know that over time that, 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 uh, that product or service or, or whatever structure that you have set up has to start working and it has to work until you, uh, go home to be with yeah. the Lord. You know, I mean, it has to. So, you know, it, working together with it instead of saying, you know, you know, what are we doing? Yep. Um, that's the important yeah. piece. That's so. huge. Well, we're out of time. I just noticed it flew by, Jeff. Wow. Uh, but before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Sure. Uh, give us a call at 540-371-9777, or you can go to the website, theretirementsmith.com, and you can download um, our uh, financial viewpoints uh it's a, uh, a, a questionnaire that will help identify for, for our listeners, the, you know, the primary issues that they're facing. Um, and, uh, if you have any questions, you can always call us again. Uh, that number again is five, four, zero, three, seven, one, 
9777. All right. Well, thanks, Jeff, and great show today. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financial Viewpoints with Jeff Smith. Thank you for listening to Financial Viewpoints. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Smith at The Retirement Smith. Call 540-371-9777 or visit them online at theretirementsmith.com. Advisory services are offered through the Retirement Smith LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Virginia. Insurance products are offered through the Insurance Smith, an affiliated company. Jeff Smith and the Retirement Smith are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary, and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.